This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Hey, everybody. It's a me. Hey, pasta fettuccine. Ah, <laughs> meatballs. Um, <laughs> panzerati. Horse heads in your Spaghetti. <laughs> Spaghetti. <laughs> Sleep with the fishes. Hey, uh, forget about it. <laughs> it's no. okay because we're all Italian. Yeah, no, we're we're all Italian, so we can be totally. Wait, Nate, are you Italian? Totally. No, no, no not even. Okay. We're Maybe, Italian. Well, enough. I'm sure I'm, I'm Italian uh, I'm at some point. I'm an Italian enough for the both. Yeah. So true story. I, got, I got this. I'm I only a wee bit Italian. And trust me, I, my family's very Irish, very drinky, very. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually Sicilian. Me too. Hey yo. So, <laughs> oh boy. If you haven't been able to tell thus far, tonight we are going to be discussing two films by. Adario Argento. <laughs> he does not make a spaghetti sauce. He <laughs> make he make a La horror film. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he can make a really good I'm spaghetti, sorry, and it's called a gravy. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm not one of those gravy people. We always call it. We always call it spaghetti sauce. Sauce. It's sauce. sauce. You make Sunday. I sauce. think that's more of a of a New Jersey, New York thing. Hey, forget about it. <laughs> Give me that sauce. Give me my that sauce. sauce over there. It sounds <laughs> so much better than I, gravy. It does sound better sauce. than gravy. I think I also will say regret and mozzarella. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't say it seriously. I, I don't, <laughs> just because of that lady on the Food Network with the giant forehead. Giada. Yeah. Giada. Yeah. Yeah. That's She'll why. Kick your she's ass. like, I uh, overpronunciate every single thing. Ricotta. Ricotta. <laughs> Ricotta. Ricotta. Um, yeah, and, so. And spaghetti. Yes, I'll have your gabagool, please. <laughs> your gabagool. Um, I, it's funny, though, because I definitely have words that I my Italian relatives used to use when I was a kid that I still use. Like, like if the girls have been out in the sun all day, they're stunad. Like, their brains are fine. Oh, yeah. Like, no, you know, we, like we grew up with stunad. When you're stunad, you're an idiot. Like you're, yeah. <laughs> you're not thinking straight because your brain's fried. Well, what's another one? Cartoons were papatunas when I was a oh, kid. Really? Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, papatunas. <laughs> um, <laughs> were you ever going to get your coolie beat? Oh, my ghoulie was never safe in my house. Yeah, my ghoulie was going to get beat with a wooden spoon for show. Um, that's funny. Yeah, my yeah. Gr- my girls think it's hilarious because they like my gr- some of my Italian family will still call uh, it their ghoulie. I'm so jealous. <laughs> my family was all about like repression and potatoes and and like uh, and like hey, if it looks like everything is okay to everybody else, then everything uh, is okay and shut the fuck up. No. See, don't make waves. There now, I'm sure you've <laughs> experienced this. The Italian goodbye. When you're oh at a family God. party and you want to leave, hours. you have to start like 45 minutes mm-hmm. in advance. And so say you at can, least twice. Yeah, so everybody. you can make w- your rounds around the room because you have to hug and kiss every single person. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. Right. You hug and kiss everybody. Mm-hmm. You show respect. That's you right. You got to show respect. And, and at least once or twice. Hey, respect. <laughs> hey, got no respect. Got no respect. <laughs> I also feel... Oh, like <laughs> you, I'm sorry. This is a really old Adam Sandler bit. <laughs> I also feel like um, the other thing that makes me inherently Italian is that anytime somebody walks into this house, I'm like, G, you want some food? <laughs> like, <laughs> not did you eat G. 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 <laughs> yeah, G. And like, I will force food down. As you guys know from yes. every time you come over, I'm always like, you hungry? You want to eat? You want something? <laughs> like, I just, that's how I am. I order 12 pizzas for every meeting, even though there's like three of us. <laughs> well, you're lucky because I do want to eat and thank you very much. Well, you're welcome, little Irishman. You're lucky we let you in. Yeah, I know. Uh, what? <laughs> oh, I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Am I going to bring some potatoes or something? I don't know. So, yeah, so we're here tonight to talk about Daria Argento, who, I got to be honest with you, I only dabbled in before this episode, but now mm-hmm. I feel like I'm kind of obsessed with them. Yeah, yeah there's something. There's something, ro- like, I didn't get it before, and I've seen Daria Argento movies before, but I didn't get it, but for some reason now it's, like, starting to click in my head. 
I don't know, just the pacing of it and like just the feeling you get from watching an Argento movie. Every, I mean, his, the, I, the the biggest thing I think is the cinematography is oh so God. fucking on point all oh the time. God. I couldn't, I could just ignore what everyone was saying the entire movie and just stare at it and be like, "Wow, how did they make all these shots happen?" I know it's like every time I think that I understand what filmmaking is, I'm like, "Motherfucker!" Every fucking piece of everything in every scene is so precisely mm-hmm. there for a reason and it fucking blows my mind and I'm like you know nothing Jon Snow because like <laughs> I legit I'm fucking blown away by how beautiful his fucking directing and cinematography is like that's just fucking that's art like it's mm-hmm. horror that's art and and there's not a lot of modern horror that no. I would call yeah. art no but most, holy most, fuck harder, is most, art. most horror is exploitation I Absolutely. think at this point and that's so. why like oh, I'm sorry no go ahead no no you oh no, so that so it's just refreshing to see you know something where it's you know it's still it, you still get that exploitation a bit and and more so with some films than with others, but you also f- I don't know I feel like I I got something else out of it than just like the cheap thrills of watching a horror movie. Like I felt like you know I don't know it feels like really pretentious to talk like this, but just looking no, at it, I, I feel like it. I feel like I'm watching like like an Alfred Hitchcock movie or something, and not just like something like. But it also has like the gore and the ridiculousness, and it's it's. I don't it know, has it's like the content of the schlock, but the visuals of Hitchcock. Yeah, it's. And it's he manages to make it aesthetically beautiful to watch these gory, horrific deaths, mm-hmm. and that's something that I feel like so few directors have ever pulled off. Like every one of these deaths is is horrifying, yet I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> like, how do, oh. what am I doing? Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to cut off someone's head so I can, yeah. you know, just really like taking the moment <laughs> like no what right. i didn't say and that even what? when he's like <laughs> switching to the point of view of the murderer there's it's mm-hmm. still it doesn't feel exploitative it feels like like just this this amazing experience it, it really manages to almost rise above <clears throat> any exploitive exploitative um like measures or qualities it blows mm-hmm. my mind and like i feel like when everybody watches suspiria i feel like as their first argento i watched that in college and i was like oh that's pretty it's very very pretty and very i get it and yet this time I was, like, blown away. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, what are we going to talk about first? Let's oh, up to you guys. Can we go demons first so then we can demons? gush over Deep Red at the yeah, end? Like, yeah. I, I would like to spend more time. I feel like there's more to gush about with Deep Red. Mm-hmm. I, feel like, I feel like both of these movies um, are much more densely written and much more, uh, like, packed with interesting scenes than, I mean, I like Suspiria. I like Suspiria a lot, but... Like there's there's some downtime in Suspiria where you're just like oh, okay like yeah. oh here's another dancing scene okay yeah <laughs> you it was know? almost too too older Hollywood mm-hmm. like it, mm-hmm. uh, you feel at times, his evolution at times these. every once in a while in Suspiria like they'll have something crazy he really loves throwing glass into people's faces he sure does he loves, <laughs> he loves breaking, breaking glass, glass and shoving it into people's faces so much oh my god you're not kidding. See, Demons 2 was my Argento gateway mm-hmm. movie and I actually was that was that Argento though cuz I know that in Demons he uh, co-wrote it I with believe with Bava right with with Bava's son Oh yeah you know what uh, it's uh, not Mario Demons Bava, 2 it's is like Lamberto Bava Lamberto Bava yep. yes that's his son Yeah I just um, assumed it was it was the father that's funny I'm glad mm-hmm. you pointed that out Yeah he only co-wrote it with yeah. uh, Bava's kid so, so I'm not sure about Demons 2. Um, uh, it has him listed as a writer. It's directed by Bob, Lumberto Bava. It's probably the same team then. Yeah. yeah. And it, it has writing credits of Argento, Lombardo Bava, uh, Franco Farini, and Dardando Sartiti. All right. So uh, the two films we are going to talk about tonight, though, are um, Demons. Demons. The original. And, yeah. Yep. And Deep Red. And we're going to start with Demons. Let's start with Demons. Yeah, buddy. <sighs> so... Oh when, a, when a weird guy in a half metal mask just creepily walks up to you, doesn't say anything, but hands you a, a ticket to go to a movie. I you, go. You, no, you throw it away. Oh. No. You throw oh. it away. No, no, I no. I, my first note is, I mean, if the Terminator gives you a movie ticket, it's probably <laughs> pretty important. If the Terminator's coming back in time to give me a movie ticket, I'm going to take that movie ticket because even if I die, it's what needs to happen in order for the world not to... Shit, because when we were in college, if somebody handed us a piece of poop and said, "Get this will get you out of class," you would have been like, "Okay." <laughs> so don't tell me that you would have gone to the movie because I call bullshit having known you back then. <laughs> so everybody shows up to this movie, 
and a a horror movie is playing. It's a demony horror movie. And suddenly, real life is imitating art because one by one, all of the moviegoers are turning into demons. Now, here's my question. The first person that gets turned into a demon Mm -hmm. does so because she put on this mask. They have this motorcycle display with a a silver mask that's representative. It's like of of something that's going to happen in the movie. If that chick didn't fuck around and put the mask on and like cut her cheek... Would they still have been possessed? Because yes. she's the one that kickstarted everything. So had she not put the mask on, um, would there still have been possession? I believe so. Yeah. Because I think that it would only be a matter of time before someone got hurt and then they got taken over. Plus, there's I think there's people that don't get hurt that still get turned into demons at some point. Also, so like every, you know, the the movie theater starts to fill up and and the movie starts playing, and you know, there's there's always you know. One couple in the back making out like hardcore at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever made out at the movies. Really? Yeah, really? I really don't think I have. I made out during Kill Bill, Volume Two. I'm, I don't. I, did. I don't remember. I honestly well, don't remember. But thing. I don't it was think a, I have. It was a matinee, and it was like three o'clock in the afternoon, and no one else is in the movie theater, afternoon and it was a really night. boring scene with. Oh my god! I can't. Believe that's such a good Kill movie. Bill. I, yeah, I'm I sorry. You really wanted to make out. I don't know. Yeah, Man. I don't think I yeah I don't I was think I, I was a young that. buck too I, was I only did, like twenty I did years some, old uh, so some inappropriate things at a few movie theaters oh she's talking about popcorn bucket shenanigans <laughs> I think <laughs> <laughs> hey that's not what I said I just said Jurassic Park three is all I'm gonna say I'm gonna leave it whoa at that. and that person will know hey 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 it's Dino DNA <laughs> listen if it was the first one it would have held my interest and none of that would have happened this is true. <laughs> Um, that's funny. Oh, Jackie, you're. So I don't, yeah, I don't. Let's think go to the I movies have. together. Okay, we could do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, maybe I have. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you sure we haven't made out a movie. I, to I mean, normally I'd be like, no, don't do it. But I mean, like this this movie seemed like kind of a big deal. I mean, even the blind guy came out to the movies <laughs> to see this one. I I had to admit, I wrote a note <laughs> and I had to flush this out in my own head. <laughs> okay, because first of all, the blind guy comes to the movies. Okay, mm-hmm. and the fucking. See you next Tuesday. Who's supposed to be taking care of him and narrating the movie to him? Uh-huh. Goes off to make out with her boyfriend. Yeah. What a fucking bitch. Yeah, that's not. Nice. She deserves. I'm so that's glad. That's like she his daughter, died. though. Fuck her. Well, I'm sorry. Sometimes <laughs> kids are douchebags. I know, but like you leave the poor guy there. Like he can't fucking see. He doesn't know what the fuck is going on. She I, can't fucking. I think the only reason he's there is because she wouldn't to go. Because I mean, she's what the a fuck real is, bitch. What the? I mean, what the fuck is he gonna get out of that oh, movie? I know. You know. I was like, why are you here, sir? It's like, because I, mean, I was like, I, is that ignorant of me? I'm pretty like sure that? that he had to be with her. Why? Because he's blind. Blind people live by themselves. They have systems and braille. And well, he had he had a kid, and his well, kid she was, was shirking her duties. And P.S. The guy should make out with was like ninety. So. Oh, uh, he was yeah. super gross. He had like bald head, and he was gross. And what did I write? I wrote it down here somewhere. Liz, up your standards, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wrote. I told her to stop being a bitch. Well, I I don't call ladies bitches because I'm on a feminist podcast. <laughs> <laughs> She was a see you next Tuesday. I'm like, I'm like, yo, you can do better. That's what I do now. Yeah. <laughs> do, do better. Do, do better. better. Do better. Um, That's right. She got her she got her face scraped against her boyfriend's face, which somehow killed her somehow. Oh, she, I know. she deserved it. <laughs> um, no, it's too close. Ah, I'm dying. <laughs> she freaking deserved it. And so I yeah, I so I'm gonna I have my one big gripe, but I'm gonna save it. I am gonna say that the more I watch Argento, the more I realize that anybody worth their weight in the horror industry steals his shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Like the scene in Scream Two where she dies at the movie theater, mm-hmm. straight fucking as this movie. Oh man, it must have been really trippy to see th- I wanna see this movie in the movie theaters because oh God, it's already awesome. it's already doing meta shit. With the stuff in the movie, mm-hmm. like ha- like relating to stuff that's happening in the movie theater, but like you go a third, uh, like bring, I wish the movie played the entire, like the the Me fake too. movie played the entire movie because I think they they could have done way more with it. I was hoping it would tie into what was going on more. I was kind of I, I was hoping that like they would have to play the movie through in order Me to too. get through it or Me something. Too. Yeah, that it was gonna have to do. With like the they movie. would but, find the the resolution to it. But listen, by um, having the movie done. But, I mean, Tony the Pimp was really fucking smart, and he had all the good ideas for, like, keeping them safe and stuff, so I probably would have followed Tony's advice, too. So here's... <laughs> that's this perfect segue into my big fucking gripe with this film. And and I... The more research I do on Dario Argento, I almost want to stop myself, because, like, I watched a documentary, I did some work on 
Giallo. 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 I keep fucking up the pronunciation. Giallo. Giallo. Skilo. <laughs> no, Gilo. So it was a little bit taller. I wish it was a baller. I always do research on him. But um <laughs> no, one, no one does research on him. I do. She did. I love him. I'm the president of his fan club, you didn't know. My big gripe is that I think that and in, in Deep Red I'm gonna talk about how great and feminist it is, but in this film, I think he's really fucking guilty of racism. Because it, he takes the Three black characters mm-hmm. makes one of them touch shit she shouldn't be touching. <laughs> then they're, they're are they polygamists? Like, There's, but they're are not, they they're Italian though. They're from Sicily. They're still black though. I know. I looked up. I looked up this guy because I thought I thought his voice sounded familiar, and I was like, maybe he overdubbed his own lines or something. But it's, mm. no, it's just some Italian guy. Yeah, it's just some Italian guy. I don't know. I feel like it was maybe at the time it wasn't a problematic choice. And I think that that's what it was like at the time. Nobody blinked. But I feel like that very negative portrayal of Mm -hmm. three black people in a movie theater is deeply problematic in our day and age. So I just wanted to point that out because as someone who's constantly looking at minority representation in in the films we watch, like, come on. But Tony made it one of the white girls. Like, but Tony's also the one that's like, is like, hey, this body's probably going to come back to life. Let's throw it over. And they're like, no, we can't do it. Like all the white people are like, no. But that also paints (laughs) him as like this, the the noble savage. But he was right because two seconds. It's later she comes back to life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you're, no, you're right. He absolutely, like, I agree with you. I would have followed him too. But at the end of the day, like, they paint him as, like, the I, I'm i tougher well, and I, I don't mean, value human life you're as also, much. Enough. We also you know. live in America, and it's uh, I don't think that they have the same issue with, with racism in Italy as they do in America. Um, I don't know. My Italian transplanted from Italy mm-hmm. family were racist as fuck. Like, my great-grandmother was the most racist human being I'd ever met in my life. Yeah, but it's different, though. It's she different came from Italy there. like a big old racist. Yeah. <laughs> and she was Sicilian, so it makes it doubly wrong, because well, I probably I'm, am part I'm black. S- I'm sorry your grandmother was racist. My <laughs> grandmother was, was racist, super too. Duper. Trust me. All of my... Like, do I you think it's just an old people old thing. School? Maybe it's just but old But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I don't know what it's like. <laughs> I don't know what it was like to grow up in the 70s in Italy and, and, what, and what stuff like no, you're like, totally right, and so I, I, I agree with you on that point. But I just think, like, at the end of the day, it it, it, it calls to a problematic painting of minority characters in, yeah. in through a modern lens. Well, at, at, the, at the very least, yeah. those characters die fairly quickly, and it's just a bunch of white people crawling through I fucking know. air conditioning vents and shit. <laughs> Yo, did did anyone else that think that, that long to did me. anyone else think that there's cur- that curly haired couple was related, <laughs> and then they started making out, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> They might want to check, like, run a quick DNA test there. <laughs> they looked really similar, and they both had the same hairstyle, and I'm like, I don't know about this. I do like that she turned into the monster. Yeah. Because the whole time he's like, i got to protect you. I hear the monster behind me. And then he looks at her in front, and she's like, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I did jump. That was totally worked for me. I was like, yeah. I was like, yay, they flipped it. And I love the way that they did that scene because they kept showing like Mm. the demon hands. And he's like, they're, you know, they're gaining on us. I can hear, and you just see hands. (laughs) And then when she goes in the front, he's like, how is this possible? And like, now I hear the nails clicking in front of me. me. And and, and when it was her, but did anybody else? Uh, I'm not going to, no, not anybody else. Nate. When they were doing the demon Shut hands. Shut up, Marissa. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I thought of old Greg. Old Greg? <laughs> when the hands, when I saw just like the green kind of like swampy hands, I was like, it's old Greg. <laughs> Look at my mangina. No, I got no idea what you're Do you want to drink Bailey's out of a shoe? You want to go to a club where people wee on each other? Do you? We're going to have to show you old Greg when this okay. is done. That's I'm a whole Greg. You'll, you'll, you'll understand because he's kind of, he's a little demon. But yeah, uh, I, I for some reason, I just, I thought of old Greg. Oh. But, um, old Greg. I but yeah, it, it, it's cool that like, I like the way that like the demon transfers from one person to another in like, in, in a couple different ways. Like, okay, you might get, you know, eaten by a demon or like have your hand bit off. You know, the girl with the curly hair that made out with the guy in the beginning, She's she got, got like, yeah, on. she got like yeah, demon so throw up on her and became <laughs> a demon. So I like that, excuse me, I like that the demon thing happened. Like the very first victim, she had put that mask on 
and got a cut on her face and it was like bothering her and she goes into the bathroom mirror to look at it and then suddenly it's oh, like so gross. pulsating and like all this goo comes out of it and then boom she's a demon and yeah. really i really liked the way the way that they that like it's almost like they there was different ways to become a demon like they, it wasn't just like i bite you you're a demon i bite you you're right. a demon mm-hmm. like everybody's attack was just a right, little like bit a look, different like you, you could, and I, yeah. yeah i really like that I also think that he, like, masters the art of the jump scare when you know it's coming. Like, the scene in the bathroom where she's, like, in the corner and you're like, fuck, you know she's a demon. You know she's going to happen. But, like, the the tension still gets you. Yeah, and it's, it's like, the kind of jump scares that I actually respect. Because nowadays, jump scares feel so cheap. But these don't. These feel really well done. And, like, I know it's coming. You know it's coming. But you're going to jump anyway. Like, And I respect that. I'm not, like, very jumpy. Like, jump scares don't really affect me anymore. Because my... Shut up, you liar. I saw it with you. I know exactly how much jump scares <laughs> affect you. Um, when I was a kid, we used to watch like movies with like crazy jump scares and like that stuff would like scare the crap. We played Atmosphere and Nightmare, and those games are all about the jump scare. Um, so like my senses to jump scares are kind of deadened at this point. Like I like it doesn't like if someone jumps out in front of me, I might still be startled. But in a movie, no fucking way. Really? You yeah, know, it just I doesn't. I mean, it I just don't. doesn't happen. But this movie still managed to get me a little bit. Me too. It managed to get me a little bit, especially the very end, the very last one that you didn't see. <laughs> I know. I'm so we'll, mad that we'll I missed get there. It. No, we'll get there. Um, I want to jump ahead if it's cool. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how much yeah. more you have, but no. I want to go right to um, the fucking X Games when the dude gets on the <laughs> motorcycle. <laughs> I got X one games. man. One bike, one sword, and he like oh, this like bonkers. heavy metal fucking music montage, yeah. and then suddenly just he's so just punk rock. slicing yeah. demons left and right with his fucking I katana need a montage. He was riding his motorcycle on the backs of the seats. <laughs> he was Bad going down ass. the middle of the aisle, <laughs> like over the seats on a motorcycle. If I was debating whether or not I was going home with him, that took me over the edge. If I'm yeah. a girl, though, like, well, at that point, everyone else is dead anyway. Yeah, like, so I might as well take. I was him. I was actually kind of pissed that these douchebags like came out as the protagonist like the, the, the protagonist the good guys in the movie when like they're just being like sleazy like let's pick up these chicks guy like the whole time at the beginning i'm like oh, i don't like these sleaze bags oh uh, yeah i didn't murdered. think about it that way once he rode the motorcycle he was cool in my book yeah and i you know what i like the fact that instead of having a final girl we have a final guy mm-hmm. yeah little, little penile representation yes and i also <laughs> think that like his films are incredibly diverse like he is not afraid to represent different cultures backgrounds disabilities all that shit i also think i love the use of like punk rock because you're so used to like the severe like and we'll talk about this with deep red deep red uses like very jazzy kind of like classical mm-hmm. this used such a like hardcore punk rock background and i i really like that i think he plays with music so well in his movies and also Damn, I miss the days when you could just go to the movies and pick whatever the fuck seat you wanted to. You didn't have to, like, reserve it three weeks ahead of time so that you can get four seats together in the back row. Like, I don't know if you guys have I, this experience. I, I, but I love having the seat picked out. Oh, yeah, I, I do, too. I like it. having it picked out because, ahead of time. Yeah, well, first of all, like, I'm not going with a big group of people, so finding two seats next to each other is not that big of a deal. And I can guarantee that I'm not going to be in... Because I've gone to the movie theaters before and sat in the very front row. Oh, I hate that. I saw The Matrix from the very the, front row, and dizzy. and it made me sick. Yeah. yeah. And I don't I want that to happen. The they row. shouldn't even have seats up there. I it's agree. silly. Yeah. Well, I think that's with certain movies, but I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I don't always mind. have to plan it way yeah. ahead Well, of time. again, like, you're going, you're usually going, going to the movie people with a group. Kids. Including kids. Yeah, like, it's, it's usually just top me going to the movie. And it's movies. during the summer, too. Yeah. So, and like, ki- it's people movies have more time to go are, out. Yeah. Yep. So, it's just a bet. Yeah, I like it. I like being able to, like, guarantee that I'm not going to have a shitty seat once I get in the movie theater. I don't want to have to, like, I like it when it's just you know, yeah. Yeah. wait here and hold the seats and all that garbage. Like, I can just be like, yo, piece of paper, bitch, get out of my way. And you don't have to show up early, you know? Exactly. Yeah. There, there are perks, but like when you have kids and, and you're going to see Disney movies in the summer, it's just, just right. Yeah. right. But you're right. Like when I'm by myself, and then I totally thought the Usher girl was in on it the whole time. I did too. I was so surprised when she was one of the victims. I was yeah. like, what? she acted like she I didn't was understand. in on the whole thing. I didn't yeah. understand what what her deal was. But here's a fun fact: that that Usher girl, mm-hmm. that's the creepy little girl from Deep Red. That kills the lizard. No way. Yeah, it is. So it absolutely is. In real life. I think that she just was like Dario Argento was like, "Hey, I, I help you out. I put you in the movie because <laughs> wow. you notice when she dies, like it's it's kind of like they they spend more time on her dying than anyone else because it's like it during the scene so when all sorts weird. of people are getting killed when she, after she turns into a demon. Yeah, because they she spend gets so killed, much time on her. Well, yeah, at because the beginning. 
I so know. you're like, this is going to be important. And then I think it's, it's not. I think it's just because he loves, he loves Deep people. Red so much and that experience. And he's like, oh, yes, you were there when I made my favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you take a meatball home. Yeah, oh, no, totally. Put it in a napkin. <laughs> I, I loved how I thought we were going to be focusing strictly on the people in the movie theater. And I love the way that they brought the demons out of the theater and into the real world. Mm-hmm. When you had the fucking the, the quartet of punks led by fake Sylvester Stallone, you know, <laughs> doing doing coke out of a coke can, which, I, which I love is it. I creative. Love I'm just throwing, yeah. Because at first I was like, what are those rascals doing? And then I was like, oh shit, it's cocaine. I love that. I love that they didn't give any time to the punks to become like humanized or anything. The only one was the the girl with the way too young face. Yeah. yeah. Who likes nipple play? Um, <laughs> I think I think that she was the only one that had any like characterization. Everyone was just like a crazy crackhead. They were, they were doing coke out of a coke can. Do you think Coca Cola had anything to say about that? Because like they 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 have this long shot where he's passing the coke can. Oh, I'm like, oh, Coca Cola. I was like, I wonder if this. Yeah. Well, well, when they're first passing it, he's like, you just see the the kind of coke and pass. I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is like product placement. And it's like, how do they get product placement? I thought for it was. This movie? I thought it was. A and then I see them start sniffing out of it, and I'm like, oh, these bastards are sniffing coke out of the coke. I can. thought they were enjoying and sharing a delicious carbonated beverage. Um. <laughs> it's very Jackie. This is the biteiest of cokes. <laughs> it's so bitey, it could kill you. It will kill you. <laughs> Drugs are bad. Okay. Um, I I definitely think that this made me really really enjoy Argento and make me want to revisit all of his stuff and learn more about him, even if he is kind of creepy in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I like I said, Demons Two. I prefer Demons Two over over oh, the original Demons. Okay. I like I'll Demons have to see, Two. I'll have to watch that Demons one. I remember. I first saw that. That's one. That's like one of my throwbacks to our Hollywood video days. I I used to rent Demons Two a lot. Yeah. What do I have? I have a movie. I have a movie called Zombie Two. Like I don't know, with like Italian horror. Yeah, Lucio, like I kind of, I kind of uh, Lucio Fulci. Yes, yeah, that was like that's like the only Italian horror movie that I own. I think. I just Is remember Zombie the cover. Two. And I didn't yeah. even buy it. Well, yeah, it's got a real gnarly cover yeah. with the worms coming out yeah, of his yeah. eye and stuff. I know that there's a scene in that movie where someone gets a screwdriver through the eye, mm-hmm. and it's really crazy. Really nice. gory, yes. yeah. So one of the things that I am most impressed with with these films, though, is the ability to make the gore so beautiful. You know, like, and Demons isn't quite as good at it as some of the other ones, but mm. it, it does the job. Like, it, it's, it's effective in that way. This, yeah. this movie has a crazy soundtrack. And it caught me off guard because it has, I mean, like, a lot of these bands are no names, but they get Billy Idol, White yeah. Wedding in there. They get, like, um, Motley Crue Motley Crue in there. They get some big names in there for the time. And I don't understand how that happened <laughs> at all. Was this, like, big in movie theaters over here? I feel like. I know they got some pretty big metal names. Like, like, American bands. Yeah, like, I, I was like, this movie definitely seems like it was marketed towards, like, an American audience. But, like, I... I'm trying to cash in on, like... It just seems culture. crazy that they'd be able to pull some of these names. Like, Billy Idol, just White Wedding. Like, that sounds I know. Huge. I was so surprised. I was like, oh, my God. How is this in this movie? This doesn't make any sense. But the soundtrack and all sorts of stuff. They had some really terrible mm-hmm. shit in there, too, though. Yeah, yeah, some really crazy, yeah. Some bands I've never heard of before. I'm like, what is this shit? Oh, no. This is bad. Like the scene where he's chopping everyone up on the motorcycle, whatever song was playing there. I was like, what is this crap? (laughs) It like teased it down a bit, but it was 85. So he was probably just trying to ride the culture, like ride Mm -hmm. the film. So I also think that you could draw a really direct line between like Giallo. Giallo. I was close that time. Giallo. I think you can um, draw a really um, straight line between Giallo horror from the Italian directors and then into slashers of the 80s into the extreme horror we saw in the late 90s and like the kind of torture porn stuff mm-hmm. and then into like what we have today which is like French New Wave and stuff. I think French New Wave often tries to duplicate the aesthetic quality of the murder and the death and the gr- mayhem but they don't. Like I don't know how <laughs> no, they don't they but don't. it's don't so extreme it. that they don't get there. At least not in the few that I've seen. And there is something incredibly profound about French New Wave stuff that really kind of haunts you in, in, in the way that this, these films do tend to haunt you, I but not in the same way. I have a theory about Ooh, the French okay. New Wave. I feel like it might be, I don't know, this is so long ago, though. Just, I don't, that country got messed up during World War II. And I, I've, I have a feeling that, that that's some, like, regressed shit, like, that they didn't want to deal with it for so long, and it's, and it's just, like, taking generations to start to, like, come out, and I think that might be part of the new wave, because yeah, it's like so over the top, you know, and if, if you look at, like, um, like, I started watching the Ken Burns World War II documentary, and I had to turn it off, because I couldn't deal with, like, just, like, 
even just still pictures of like dead kids, like just like in, in, in the streets and shit. And I'm like, I can't watch this. This is yeah. too much. But like, yeah. like that has to have like lasting impact on the entire country. So it, it had That's to come out in some way. Yeah. And France is known for like its beauty, like wine and everyone being like, oh, I eat a baguette. And then, you know, I take some photographs at the Eiffel Tower and <laughs> con some stupid American tourists and take their money. Yeah. And give them a padlock to put on the bridge. You know that bridge? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah on. I, do. I don't know. I do, I do. I was just um, trying to, how many French things do I know? That's what's going on there. Cheese makes And cheese. Amelie and Guillermo del Toro. And I don't know, he's not French. He's from, he's from like Portugal <laughs> or something. Spanish. Or Spain, or Spain. I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> je ne sais quoi. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They have that certain je ne sais quoi. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's interesting. And I think that repression does tend to build into our films. And I, I, I'm really curious. Like, that's kind of why I want to explore French New Wave. I want to like dive into that a little bit. But mm-hmm. getting back to Dis, though. Dis. Um, I, yeah, anything else on demons? I'm so ready to dive into Deep Red. Yeah, I'm just um, I, I enjoyed the gore. I thought the gore was like super over the top. But at the same time, it seemed to fit in. Mm-hmm. With the movie, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was, like, crazy and nutty and liquids coming out of people and just gnarly gashes or whatever. And it was very over the top, but somehow it worked in this movie. Yeah. It, it kind of felt like me to, like, a proto, like, Resident Evil, like, type situation. Like, when the when the punks show up and they're like, oh, there's a, there's a vending machine. There's a door behind it. Like, it kind of feels like one of those. I don't know. I got Resident Evil vibes off this movie. I don't know why. Huh. But I got like horror video game vibes off of this movie, like hardcore. I feel like this this movie influenced some horror video games from Japan. I think he influences so much more than we ever realized. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's probably true. So can we take it back ten years to 1975? Let's get, get in the Wayback Machine. Deep red. 1975. What was the first thing that happens in Deep Red? Someone gets murdered. Yeah, there's a and it goes and it's like cut jazz flute and it's like that's right. It's the it's the silhouette. Silhouettes of silhouettes of murder. Silhouettes of murder occur. Murder. Murder. And all you know, you see the silhouette, and then a little child walks up to it and picks up the bloody knife. <sighs> and you're like, "What just happened?" It's like you don't get to know for a long time. Yep, it's like you'll find out. A psychic? Yeah. Is she a psychic? Yes. Is there a medium? She's a, yeah, she's yes. also yeah. telepath. Telepathic. Yeah. She she is at a conference and she's experiencing some 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 bad shit, and she she sees some shit. She kind of get wigs out. So the psychic goes home, and at that point, she she gets murdered. I think. She had seen her own death. There's a guy that lives in her building. Um, he's a penis. A penis, Jackie. <laughs> pianist. Pianist. He witnesses the murder, <laughs> and he actually helps kickstart the entire investigation because along the way, more people that are connected um, in more the life. More More people that are connected in the life of this penis. Pianist. Pianist. <laughs> um, they keep dying. And for some reason, it's up to him, you know, to suddenly he becomes a cop and he's no longer a penis. A, pe- <laughs> a pianist. <laughs> Sorry. Pianist. Thank you. Uh, and, and so basically he and a reporter have to solve the murder to find out who is killing all of these people. And, you know, because you never know, the penis might be next. <laughs> I feel like I feel like his whole motivation in this movie is kind of like the same as people that are obsessed with those murder mystery. When yeah, like there's, there's real light, there's real murder yeah. like podcast type things. Like I feel like if like yeah, a murder happened around them, they'd be like, I'm gonna figure it all out. Yeah, I you do. Know? I love the way that he just be like, I'm a cop now. Yeah. Like he just be and he's he gonna investigate. And I'm pull, like, you're pull. honestly you're a musician. What are you doing? You are a penis. Get you, back. You are, get back behind the piano and play Tickle songs like a, like a real penis. <laughs> um, the the I I really liked and it reminded me of and I don't remember the year of it, but it. It reminded me of Black Christmas yeah. with the the POV of the cinematography, how like you're mm-hmm. seeing through, through the, the eyes murderer's the eyes. I, I always love that. Also, something I love, which is a staple of of the 70s and a little bit of the 80s, but to me it's the 70s, is is the bright pink or magenta blood. Yeah. Like when they oh get murdered God, and like the magenta yeah. like craft paint just yeah. comes spilling uh, out of it. It always reminds me of Romero films. Too. Yeah. Like I it's re- just Actually for me, it reminds me, I want to say it was the Tales from the Crypt movie. I don't remember. Or maybe it was, I don't, there was, what's the, the one that, ha- I have to look it up. It has Leslie Nielsen in it. 
Uh, prom night. No, um, no, okay. no. But there was. But George Romero. George Rom- <laughs> Who do you think George Romero figured out this shit from? Yeah, well, they I don't remember which one. Who it did was. the music for Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, it yeah. was Dario Argento's so, weird band that, that did the music band, for this yeah. movie. I don't. Goblin. So I don't yeah. remember what it was. There was a horror anthology. I don't remember which one it was. Oh, Creep Show. Maybe I don't. I don't Leslie remember. Maybe it wasn't. Basically, what I'm trying to say is. There was a scene where a, a guy fell down the cellar stairs and the woman is trying to clean up the blood mm-hmm. and she has like a cake knife in her hand and like she's trying to scoop up the blood and it's in a like in a wine goblet. I don't know. This is what I'm remembering. I can't remember. I and can't remember. like that the really blood familiar. is like magenta. It looks like straight up craft paint. I'll, no. I'll have to look it up. I don't remember. I remember watching it on like on HBO like Maybe years it was a Tales ago. Maybe I know because it was older. It was mm-hmm. it was definitely older. But I just remember I have the vision of like a wine glass with like magenta. No, 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 that blood, sounds really familiar. And she's got like a cake knife and she's scooping it up, scooping the blood up. But the anyway, it was bright magenta blood, and this movie has the same thing with that really pink, fake blood. Which part of it, like I'm assuming, like it's probably like rating, not ratings, but like. It's no, I don't think it's that. I think no? it's just the, the the type of film that was available at the time, because you know, like. Technicolor and all that shit, like you know, there was advancements and like the way that we could view movies and like the type of film they had access to. So I think it was just you know, it probably looked better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, that's in, in I person. like it. Yeah, but but when you film it, it was like ah crap. But <laughs> but but it becomes so accepted at that point because I mean, through all the sixties, like that was so prevalent that no one would blink an eye at paint blood at that point. You know. So I have to say that. For for how good this movie is, my one big gripe is that the 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 reveal of who the murderer actually is, mm-hmm. while I think it plays into a better, cooler theme of feminism that we could talk about later, is ultimately kind of a letdown. And and I think it calls to how great the rest of the film is because I don't even mind. I'm like, oh, and spoiler alert if you haven't seen this movie, it's the other musician's mother who is the killer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, okay. And then I, to be honest, I did go back because there's so many clues throughout the film, so blaringly, like when she's in the mirror and all that crazy. Mm-hmm. She's shit. there. Oh my gosh, she's, she's totally there. there. And it's so mind blowing. Yeah, it's fun, but on and the you don't even think about it. You see no. it at the very beginning of the movie. You're oh like, oh, it's another but painting. Once you Who cares? see it, you can't unsee it. Like it's so awesome. Also, those it. paintings are totally are like uh, scary stories tell in the dark. Paintings. Oh my god, I think that <laughs> I have that note. I have that exact. I know note. who that artist is. That artist is pretty well known. It looks just like um, scary stories tell in the dark. So creepy. I would never be able to sleep in a house that had those paintings. Um, but like, yeah, it's it's actually really great, and there's so many cool little random things in this film in each kill that are just so awesome. Like when the jigsaw style like puppet thing comes out, uh-huh. oh my god, that scared the shit out of me. And then like when creepy creepy Olga came out, like there's so many good red herrings and so many creepy moments, and each murder is just so beautiful. And mm-hmm. I know that's sick to say. <laughs> I, I get it. But there's something incredibly artistic about them. And I, I feel like he just sets up such an elaborate scene and such an elaborate death for each one of the characters. And they're, I love it. They're, like, unique, too. Like, the, yeah. the one guy... The killer is constantly trying to break his teeth out. Just constantly just slamming his teeth oh, on different things. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Oh, it was so cringeworthy. <laughs> I, do, I do have to call Argento out. On the rape joke in the beginning. Oh, me too. I have <laughs> like, it down. I do. My thing is cool rape joke, brah. Yeah. <laughs> me too. I was annoyed by that. Yeah, I was but like, I that mean, it was unnecessary. No, but here's the thing. Like, it wasn't like it wasn't like a haha joke. It was this is a dumb drunk guy being obnoxious. My and and I'd rather have like honest like portrayals of dumb dr- dr- drunk guys than just like have everything be sanitized. You know what I mean? I have to admit, my note for that was, fuck you, dude. Who toasts a rape, you fucking asshole? I hope you die. And he does, so I can live with that. Yeah. And he dies really horribly, too. Gets dragged down the fucking street. That's what <laughs> you get for being a And he gets his head run over, too. That, to oh, be I you. love that. I love <laughs> that moment. Um, I do, and I, I liked that he was gay. I thought there was an interesting subtext there. Um, I, I, I like that there was a there was a um, like a trans character Jackie in the movie. Jackie had to point that out to me. Yeah, there was a trans character in the movie, and they didn't draw attention to it. They it didn't make a big just, deal yeah. out of it. I it was just like, oh, this I is another notice. character. Yeah, and they're not messed up. They're not like a drug no. addict in fact, or like some a very kind of criminal. Empathetic, normal, yeah. nice just like, person. oh, I care about my boyfriend, oh. and he's all drunk all the yeah. time, and I don't know what to do. 
It's like, oh, I feel bad yeah, for you. Yeah, me too. Yeah. You're right. And that, again, calls to, like, his. he's not afraid to, to cast a diverse cast. Mm-hmm. I also have a note here that's kind of ridiculous. When he rips the page out of the library book, I said, and I quote, fuck you, you violated a, a library book. You deserve everything you get. Because apparently... <laughs> Uh, that's where I draw the line. Don't well, read pages out of library books. It's, it's not like he was at a bookstore. He was at a library. That's fucked just up. Just check the book out, dude. Right. Just take it with you. Take the whole thing. Yeah, just take the whole thing. To, you don't have to fucking yeah. yeah. No, this is not Barnes and Noble. No. Just take just take the whole. Oh no! But we get to vandalizing later. I have notes about vandalizing. About scratching off the wall. Yes. Why does it bother you? Why? Because that's not your house, bro. Okay, Nobody lives there, though. <laughs> Nobody lives I'd there, Jackie. I'd scratch it, too. You would totally scratch it. Don't lie. Don't mind me. Just Listen. vandalizing. That's my note. My <laughs> note. My if, note. If, if you were really, like, entrenched in that mystery and trying to figure it out, you would break through that entire wall. He goes back, and he breaks more of that house, yeah, too. Yeah, he wrecks that He's house He's like, up. how can I break through more of this house? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, is is... Is Italian police work that shoddy? Yes, that, that we yes. have to have that. Like the musician has to start solving the murders. In fact, I can categorically say that many European police in- enforcement agencies are so bad that, especially at this time, only because I have to freaking teach policing history <laughs> that I know this. But like, yeah, believe it or not, even to this day, there are many parts of Europe where the policing is that atrocious. That's that is why so often they call in American agencies to help because they can't solve well, murders that's for hilarious. shit. There's a movie there's a movie with Joe Don Baker um, <laughs> called Final Justice. And the only reason I know this movie is because it's an MST3K movie. And where he goes to Italy chasing down some criminal and the police are like, hey, we'll help you. And then he's just like, no, I just do it on my own. And he just runs around. He's like shooting people and stuff. They have no problem <laughs> delegating over there. And I personally, I think it's cool. I'm into it. Well, like, All right, it's not our problem. If you're going to catch him, you're going to catch him. I'm going to put out the blanket statement that the penis is a bad cop. <laughs> the penis. Pianist is a bad cop. Because he, when like the girls, like for, when he sees that first murder, he goes up into the apartment. He's touching shit. He moves it's the body. It's 1975. Jackie, people didn't worry. No, because the very no, because the I thought that, but then the very next scene, they're They're um, dusting her fingerprints on the telephone. Fingerprints have been forever, but all the other forensic stuff doesn't really cut. But yeah, like he walks in, he opens the door. Like, dude, you're gonna get framed for this. Like that was my initial thought. He's moving the body. Yeah, now I do. I do. 1975. They weren't. That wasn't putting anybody away. No, they wouldn't be like, why would you go back up there? I love that the when. Going back to how Dario Argento likes to jam glass into people. Yeah. That scene when she falls into the broken window and that glass goes in her neck was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing he likes more than penetrating women with fucking deathly violence. Glass. Yeah. Oh, glass um, all the time. So at first I was all annoyed with, first of all, the reporter is just an awkward actress. Because I remember I messaged you and I was like, she's the killer, isn't she? And I wanted to talk and about her being like, the red herring, yeah. but I'm like, I didn't want to spoil and, it. And you were, and then I was like, she's not, she's just awkward. Like, she's mm-hmm. weird. And the part where they arm wrestled, I loved so much, especially because he was such a little bitch about it when he lost. <laughs> uh, you cheated. Yeah, you cheated. I was like, you came up you off the little, table. Total cheat move. Yeah, you fucking little bitch. You lost. <laughs> Deal with it. And then at That's the right, end. Get wrecked at arm wrestling, uh, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> And like also, she had a sick cigarette spin. How do you twirl a cigarette oh like that? So gangster. I want to do it so Me bad. Too. She's like, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna start smoking again just so I can twirl <laughs> cigarettes around like that. It was magical. It was. I was really impressed. She was a bad. She was impressive. And then to have the murderer because they were like the guy who did it, the guy who did it. Like it was just so great that it was mm-hmm. a female because it was like, see, females can do anything, even be crazy serial killers. Yeah, we can do it. And yeah, I just I feel like this film was definitely a very feminist film in that way where. In the throes of the 1975 first wave, uh, I'm sorry, second wave feminism, he's he's very hyper aware of how quick people are to pigeonhole women, and he fucks with that, and he uses that as part of his his red herring. So good, this it, movie is so good. I want to go home and watch it again. His our gender bias, like I love it. I fucking love it. Can we take a minute to talk about the nightmare fuel that is that little robot? Yes. 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 Oh my god! I literally wanted to turn the movie off. I was like, I can't. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> oh, and it breaks his head open. There's like gears that in there. That is <laughs> jigsaw. That is straight up jigsaw right there. Like, With those big well weird teeth fight. and the expression well, he was on, on his face. He was on like a he was on like a pole or something. You I could see the pole Literally. in his back, and then his arms the and legs are just like flying, flying all over the I'm place. Gonna stop! I'm gonna have nightmares. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. You guys uh, know how I feel about that fucking scene. Is dolls. So, that comes out of nowhere and is never brought up again. It's just like what yeah, crazy just doll. More yeah. creepy just, shit. Yeah. It's just. They, he knows, he knows there's the thing they don't out. characterize the murderer at all they're like well she's just 
crazy. I said there's something very dreamlike about all of Argento's films, and I like it because like when I'm watching through the eyes of the killer, mm-hmm. it feels surreal, and it, it makes me so much more engulfed in being in the eyes of the killer. Like It all just feels like one bad dream. And Deep Red had that effect on me. I like, kind of like it was over, and I was like, what? Like I like had to go back <laughs> and watch a bunch of stuff because he does. It's almost like you're in a trance when you're watching these movies because you're just so in, engulfed in the beautiful cinematography and the use of color and just all these like surreal death scenes that like to me it just put like I don't know it just put me in this weird kind of dreamlike state to watch this film. It was it was interesting. It's just something you don't get a lot from a horror film. Getting toward the end of the movie when they discover quote unquote that. Carlo is the murderer. My thought, like, I, I, I wrote down, like, it's Carlo. Did I miss something? Because I'm like, wait a minute. He yeah, was in the too. square. Like, he was outside when the girl, it couldn't be him. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. and I'm and like, I thought said, I missed something. Yeah. yeah, and then it, you know, it clicked for, it clicked for the penis that Carlo was pianist. with. Pianist. That Carlo was with him. So it couldn't have been him. Um, and yeah, that's when he goes back to the apartment. And again, those those paintings, like mm-hmm. I have the same note that you do. I said creepy ass paintings, scary stories to tell in the dark because oh, they, they, they did. They looked perfectly. Like it was so awesome. Um, and then when it's revealed to be Carlo's mother and we get that flashback scene that was the silhouette scene in the beginning, uh. you see little Carlo in his gray suit with his oh, white shirt, his little knickers and his red bow tie looking like Pee Wee Herman. I pity the fool. Don't eat my cereal. I know you are, but what am I? Pee wee. Pee wee, come be on your show. We love you. Could you imagine? I would poop my pants. Oh my god. I would. I would poo. He's. Oh, don't get me started on, on Paul Rubens. Yeah, He's like no. my hero. <laughs> I don't like he hasn't done anything. It's not weird and crazy, but I like I love I him would, so much. I would I probably <laughs> laugh at him like Pee Wee, and then just spend the rest of my time with him impersonating him dying in Buffy. No, I'd be like, I'd be like, uh, 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 I would I would just. I would be unsatisfied with conveying to him how important of a person he is and how he should be I happy would, that he's made such an impact on this world and the, like the lives of so many oh, people. No, I'm not. I would turn into Chris Farley. I know. I would straight up turn into Chris <laughs> Farley interviewing him and being like, "Remember? Oh man, remember, remember when, that one time? Remember when you died in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? <laughs> that was cool. That was, that was that cool. That's cool. cool. No, it's just, I don't know. I think I think he totally like said." This weird shit is the weird shit that you're into, and just kind of pointed me in one direction. There's him and Tim Burton, just like combined that co- that combination of weirdos just <laughs> sent me on a collision course for all sorts of <laughs> shit in my life. Did I ever tell you I got uh I got in trouble like in third grade for doing the the tequila dance on top of the picnic <laughs> tables at lunch during recess? No, but that's just another reason to love you. <laughs> oh, Pee Wee Herman, it's all your fault. That's amazing. I want that time back, man. <laughs> Thanks, Pee-wee. You did it again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, overall, um, awesome thank you movie. for this suggestion, Nate. This yeah, was Nate's Nate suggestion. It. Deep Red, I I was blown away. Like, I remember toward the end, I was like, is this in, like, my top ten? Like, is this in my <laughs> top ten? Like, this, I wow. really okay. loved this movie. And once again, like, Jackie needs to, you know, expand her horizons and not See, just good for you. Not yeah. just resolve to the eighties, eighties well, slashers. You never. There's so many different things out there. You know what? I, I this is because um, I subscribed to Shutter, and I mm-hmm. was like, I, I was just digging through Shutter, and I was like, I don't want to watch this movie for the twentieth time. I don't want to watch some like new like thing. Like I want to see like you know I want to watch some Dario Argento, and I was looking through them, and I don't know what it was about Deep Red, but I was like, all right, this is the one that I'm watching. And it's just something that's stuck with me for so long, and no one, no one has no idea what I'm talking. No one has any uh, idea what I'm I talking do. about when I bring it up. So I'm super glad that you guys watched it. It was really good. Yeah, I enjoyed both of these a lot, and now awesome. I kind of want to watch everything he's ever done ever. <laughs> and I also think that like I love to like compare and contrast him with Hitchcock and Bava and all these other awesome directors. It's just fun. It felt like it's like I fell in love with cinema all over again. Oh, yeah. so thanks, Nate. It was I don't know. Like I like all I know all I knew about Dario Argento was Suspiria. And demons, like I knew that he had something to do with demons, but I I didn't really. I knew that was kind of like a schlocky, (laughs) like kind of ridiculous (laughs) movie. So I was like, I don't know if this is the one I want to start with. I want to, I want to watch something classy. (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) we can go away. I'm gonna be late, man. 
think so. Stop it. Oh, the, the music's so good. Oh, when he keeps going, even though he's... Yeah, I can't. Poor Psycho. Also, oh, I love so the use of psychology in all of these films. Like, Argento definitely... Uh, as most people in the mid-1970s were, was weirdly obsessed with, like, Freudian psychodynamics, mm-hmm. and I love it because... And I also love the architecture because it's, like, I always want to know more about architecture. I'm not cultured enough, uh-huh. but, like, I love the beautiful buildings and oh the beautiful Oh, my God. Landscapes. How much did that oh. apartment cost? Because oh, my God. Even right with outside, the haunting, there's incredible <laughs> sculpture and stuff. Like, they, they, use that, they use that plaza, like, three or four times in the movie just because uh, there's so much amazing so art and stuff yeah. around there. Oh, my God. Like, just it doing just crazy shots where it's like oh man it just makes me want to go live there like it's just so beautiful oh it's so crazy the same thing with Suspiria though but that's Germany with all the with all the German architecture all the all the creepy little Hansel Grail houses all over the place (laughs) it is (laughs) both beautiful but also haunting like Mm -hmm. so much of that architecture is so so creepy and gothic why doesn't anyone do anything smart anymore it's like man let's let's make our movie about 20 somethings and oh they 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 do something mean when they're when they're younger but we'll torture them yeah and then we get tortured yeah, like no, it's true. We need more hereditary, though. I thought hit that mark. Hereditary I didn't see was that yet. smart, so beautiful horror. So I didn't see it. So mm. You need to I was gonna go see it tonight, but we had to record a podcast because my friend was like, "Who wants to go see hereditary oh, with me?" And I'm like, oh, "I want to, but I gotta record a podcast." Mm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'll go see it eventually. <laughs> um, I love Argenta. Yeah. Although he really needs to stop putting his wife and his kid in rape and murder scenes in his movies because that shit is creepy. But other than that, I'm okay with it. So don't forget to check us out on social media. We now have a Facebook group. We still have our Facebook page, but now we have a Facebook group where you guys are guaranteed to see all of the content that we put out. It's a great way for us to communicate with you and for you to communicate with us. So please join the Facebook group, post on the page, and start the conversation you can also find our podcast on itunes we are now on google play we are now on TuneIn, and hopefully soon pending hopefully by the time this comes out we will also be on iHeartRadio. you can find us on jerseyghouls.com for our podcast our blog and reviews and just search jersey ghouls all over social media and you will find us somewhere we love you yay good night a spaghetti a spicy meatball you're listening to the geekscape network